Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Prog Mojo, episode number 17. My name is Simon Chait. It's Saturday night, and you're on 92.9 River FM. Last week, we finished with a piece from little-known Finnish prog rock group called Wigwam. I found their name on an extended list of early prog rock artists. And so it seems I've got plenty more acts to feature before we leave the 70s and head into the 80s. This extended list was quite exhaustive. This week we're going to kick off by revisiting Wigwam in a little more detail. In 1968, Wigwam essentially rose from the ashes of a recently disbanded group called Blues Section. Drummer Ronnie Osterberg originally wanted to create a trio and got together with UK singer-songwriter Jim Pembroke, Mats Hulden on bass and Vladimir Nikamo on guitar. After a year or so, organist Yuka Gustavsson joined and Pekka Pohola took over on bass. Around the same time, Nikamo left the group, leaving them without a dedicated guitarist. Wigwam has really had two incarnations. There's the 1968 to 1974 incarnation, and then there was the from 1975 onwards version. They had a different sound with a significantly different set of personnel. Jim Pembroke and Ronnie Osterberg were the only two original members to continue with Wigwam. As well as taking the lead vocal role, Pembroke was playing more keys these days with Osterberg still on the drums. And from 1975 onwards, their standard lineup was vocals, keys, bass, drums and guitar. And over the years, they also brought in a bunch of other session musos to add to their sound. Their discography is not too shabby. Their debut album, Hard and Horny, came out in 1969. This was followed by another three albums before they released their 1975 album, Nuclear Nightclub, in which they introduced the world to their new lineup and sound. And this was then followed by another five albums. All in all, Wigwam released 10 studio albums, plus a bunch of live albums, compilations, and re releases. I'm going to play a couple of Wigwam tracks tonight. The first is from their debut album, Hard and Horny, Side A, Track 4, Guardian Angel, The Future. Here's Wigwam.
And that was Wigwam with Guardian Angel, The Future. Next up, I'm going to play a track from Wigwam's 1975 album, Nuclear Nightclub. It's Side A, Track 2. Freddie, are you ready?
And that was Wigwam with Freddie Are You Ready from their 1975 album Nuclear Nightclub. Hey, this is Mummy Kin and you're listening to River FM 92.9. Stay tuned. And allow me to reward your staying tuned by taking you to the next band for Prog Mojo. We're now going to head across to Germany for the German band Nectar. That's N-E-K-T-A-R. These guys were founded in West Germany in 1969 by Englishman Roy Albrighton on guitars and lead vocals, Alan Freeman on keyboards, Derek Moore on bass, Ron Howden on drums, and performance artists Nick Crockett and Keith Walters on lights and special effects. The fact that one third of the band was not involved in performing or songwriting was unusual, as the concept of non-performing band members was not particularly well embraced. That said, the band absolutely felt that all six members were an integral part of the musical journey and throughout Nectar's early existence, all songwriting was credited to all six artists. 
although BMI Records stated that the music was written by the four performing members. Nectar really liked concept albums and released a number of them over the years. Their very first album was entitled Journey to the Centre of the Eye and it was released in 1971. Amazingly, this album consisted of only one song, which was over 40 minutes in length and was designed to go over both sides of the record. Back in the days when we had to flip the vinyl over, the last 100 seconds of the first side was repeated at the beginning of the second side in order to maintain this continuity. And while it was one continuous piece of music, it was also designed to be separated into smaller, shorter, named pieces. This album was their first concept album and was written around the idea of an astronaut given huge knowledge by extraterrestrials. Nectar's discography is impressive, with 15 studio albums, 16 live albums, and half a dozen or so compilation albums. They were active from 1969 through to 1982, then had most of the 80s and all of the 90s off. They kicked off again in 2000, and apart from a short break from 2017 to 2018, Nectar haven't stopped. All up, they've been doing their thing for over three decades. I'm going to play a couple of segments from their debut album, starting with this one. Here's Nectar with Astronaut's Nightmare, the second excerpt from Journey to the Center of the Eye.
that was Nectar with Astronaut's Nightmare. And the next track, this is Nectar with Burn Out My Eyes. This is excerpt number nine from the album Journey to the Center of the Eye.
And that massive prog monster of a song was Nectar with Burn Out My Eyes. You've been listening to Prog Mojo. This is episode 17. My name is Simon Chait and you're listening to 92.9 River FM. More Prog Mojo after this. Welcome back, Prog lovers. You're with me, Simon Chait, and this is Prog Mojo, episode 17. Right now we're going to head off and look at a group from Britain called the Fusion Orchestra. Fusion Orchestra was a British prog rock group that was born in London in 1969 and ran right through until 1975. The original three members were Dave Bell on drums, Stan Land on rhythm guitar, and Colin Dawson on the guitar. But when vocalist Jill Sayward joined in 1970, the group really solidified. They performed regularly throughout London on the British club circuit in the early 70s. And they were reputed to have a fantastic flamboyant show, and Jill Sayward's onstage antics were highly erotically charged, drawing significant comment from just about everyone. In 1973, Fusion Orchestra was signed by EMI Records and released their one and only album, Skeleton in Armour. The album contained four longer, more complex prog pieces, one shorter single, and a bunch of short filler pieces. In 1974, there were a bunch of lineup changes, culminating in the original guitarist Colin Dawson leaving the group at the end of the year. They played a few more gigs, but by mid-1975, Fusion Orchestra was no more. Throughout their short existence, Fusion Orchestra performed over 500 gigs in and around London before they disbanded in 1975. Interestingly, Colin Dawson, the original lead guitarist, got a new lineup together in 2013 and released an album called Casting Shadows. He called this new lineup Fusion Orchestra 2. And while I'm here in 2018, Fusion Orchestra released a retrospective live album called Live at the Marquee 1974 on the Secret Records label. Here's a couple of pieces from Fusion Orchestra. First up, here's a shorter piece. It's only five minutes or so, and it's the title track from their 1973 album, Skeleton in Armour.
And that was Fusion Orchestra featuring the awesome vocal prowess of Jill Sayward with Skeleton in Armour. Next up, I'm going to take you on a bit of a Fusion Orchestra journey with 11 minutes and 56 seconds of awesome prog rockery. Here's Fusion Orchestra with Talk to the Man in the Sky.
You got some worries on your mind Things are not going your way Life is being unkind If your baby's just left you And you don't know the reason why Put your hands together And talk to the man in the sky 
and that was Fusion Orchestra, with a bit of a message there, talk to the man in the sky. River FM. Alrighty, we've got one more prog artist to look at tonight. Continuing on with groups that I've not already covered in earlier episodes of Prog Mojo, we're going to have a look now at a British prog rock group called IF. IF were formed in 1969 and were only together for six short years, but during that time they released eight studio albums and did 17 tours of Europe, US and Canada. IF's founding members were woodwind players Dave Quincy and Dick Morrissey and jazz guitarist Terry Smith. At the time, they had a manager called Lou Futterman, who also produced the band's albums. They were signed to Chris Blackwell's Island Records in the UK and Capitol Records in the US, and IF released their self-titled debut album, IF, in 1970, and followed it up the same year with their second album, IF 2, both released on Island Records. As I previously mentioned, during their six short years, IF released eight studio albums and a couple of live albums. The first four albums were simply named IF, IF 2, IF 3 and IF 4. And by the time they got to the fourth album in the US, they got a little bit over it and just named it Waterfall. During their short existence, they had probably close to 24 members all in all. The best known lineup for the band played with more of a jazz rock style. And these are the guys that played for the first four studio albums, as well as one live recording. This was J.W. Hodgkinson on lead vocals, John Meeling on keys, Jim Richardson on bass, Dennis Elliott on drums, Dave Quincy on alto and tenor saxes, Terry Smith on guitars, and Dick Morrissey on tenor and soprano saxes and flute. 41 years after their demise and following considerable interest created by the re-release of IF numbers 1 to 4, Dave Quincy and Terry Smith finally decided to get the band back together and recorded another album. This they did, and released the cleverly named IF 5 in 2016 on Repertoire Records. I'm going to play a track now from their debut album, IF. Here's Side A, Track 1, I'm Reaching Out From All Sides. Now 
sides I'm grabbing at the truth instead of lies I want it said when I am gone I move the world just one step
And that was If with I'm Reaching Out From All Sides. You've been listening to 92.9 River FM. My name is Simon Chait and this is Prog Mojo. I'm going to take us out tonight just with the first couple of minutes of Your City Is Falling. This was the single from If 2. That's your lot for tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, Simon Chade and Prog Mojo. I look forward to catching up with you next week for episode 18. Now remember, whatever you do, don't forget, prog on.